result. You are now tuned into Pulse Pounding with Mickey Dillon. Hello, ladies and boys and theys and whatever else there is, tries and polys and uh, animal identifying people. I don't know. It's fucking pride shit month. I don't, I don't want to misgender people now. Now's not the time. Honestly, I'd like to go back to whenever mental health awareness month was, and I need to relive that because I am not doing too hot, okay? I am not doing too too hot. You know when I get on here and I'm like, hey bitches, this is the worst week ever. This week sucked. Yeah, take that, times it by four, multiply it, divide it to the X power, whatever the fuck you need to do to intensify and make it bigger, because this week is the mother of all shitholes. If you have not seen the video that I made on my Instagram, okay? I did a poll this week on my Instagram as to whether you guys wanted me to tell my story about my fucking disaster of a flood in my apartment on the podcast or in an original old rant style video. And you motherfuckers picked the video. So go to my Instagram and take a couple minutes out of your life and please watch that so you can update your motherfucking self on this situation before you listen to this week's episode, okay? Because I have had a goddamn enough and you need to know why. My apartment flooded, okay? The water was coming out of the ceiling and the lights and everywhere else like the goddamn Titanic was sinking, okay? I felt like the walls were coming in on me, the water was going to burst, and I was going to be buried like the fucking Lincoln Tunnel had exploded, okay? It was not a joke. <laughs> And the conditions that I am living in, which is a literal construction site, is not a joke either. <laughs> so go watch that video if you haven't seen it so you can be updated on the situation and why my mental health is hanging on by a goddamn thread. Happy like Pride Month or whatever, I guess. I don't, I don't get into all this shit. Like you're never going to find me wearing rainbow shoelaces, okay? Or see me with a goddamn flag pin. It's just not my thing. I don't go to the parades. I don't go to the gay part of Fire Island, okay? If I wanted to see grown men with hairy stomachs in banana hammocks, I would just go to the underwear department in Macy's. There's plenty of pictures of men in underwear everywhere. I don't need to see it in real life. Thank you very much. So to all of you who like to celebrate Pride by walking through the mall and seeing all the corporations who have turned their storefronts <laughs> into rainbow flags, only to then go back to normal, <laughs> their normal, boring, dreary-ass window displays on July 1st. No, thank you. I'm not going to participate. I'm not giving any of these people money for their rainbow shit. It's not happening here, okay? But happy Pride Month, if that is your goddamn thing. Enjoy it. Use condoms. Use protection. Because Pride Month only lasts for 31 days. I'm sorry, 30 days in June, right? Yeah, June 30. Okay. Pride Month only lasts 30 days, but herpes and syphilis will last you for fucking ever. Use a condom, sicko. So, the response to last week's episode on the Jehovah Witnesses was something that I cannot comprehend 
everyone was freaking out in the best way. Everyone loved it. I got so many amazing positive messages and texts and comments and everybody was like, this is a fucking great episode. And I was like, I know. I posted that fucking thing everywhere. And all the Jehovah forms, the ex-Jehovah Witnesses, they have one on Reddit. They have like 90 million groups on Facebook for ex-Jehovahs. I joined every single goddamn one of them to post my episode. And I got really positive feedback, except for one guy who was like, You shouldn't be doing this by going undercover into the Kingdom Hall because it's damaging even if you think it's not a big deal and they will do this. I'm like, save it, please. Save it, okay? I didn't walk in there my little gay ass and be like hey i'm here to do an episode i'm here to be a jehovah you know like give me a fucking break so that episode was crazy and i was so excited to see all the positive responses and it was really exciting because that was the reason that i restarted this podcast and changed the structure was so that i could have like real conversations about shit rather than just Kim Kardashian and what she's done this week. Even though you all seem to find that entertaining. Although, if we had kept the original structure of the podcast, I would have had a goddamn field day with this Johnny Depp Amber Heard situation. But we're not fucking talking about that. So if you want to hear that, go somewhere else. So that was great, okay? And then the flood happened. The flood in my home. (laughs) Which is going to take probably a month for my home to be back to normal. Thankfully, none of my furniture was ruined in this flood, okay? So that's good. No possessions have been ruined other than my area rug, which honestly needed to go anyway. It was time for a new one after a year of bullshit on that rug. I'm pretty sure I had sex on that rug. <laughs> I made this fun little game for me and my boyfriend at Christmas time. What was this, 2021, right? We had, like, just gotten back together. We had a little, like, period where we uh, separated, I guess is what we can call it. And we were, like, just getting back together. We were hanging out, and we spent Christmas alone in my apartment together. I made this, like, we played, like, Strip Uno. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. I never played, like, a strip game, like, strip cards or anything. So we played Strip Uno, and then I made this dice game where you would, like, roll the dice three times and there were like three different categories and it would tell you what you would do where on the person and where you would do it so there was like on the floor in the shower outside which was absolutely fucking freezing but it was fun for a minute so yeah i definitely had sex on that rug so r.i.p sad to see it go so this is legitimately no fuck shit like top 10 worst weeks of my life all right so my fucking house explodes with water and i have no floors and no ceilings literally there's no ceilings in my apartment it's just beams they ripped out all the ceilings and put industrial fans (laughs) and dehumidifiers okay like seven of them in my two by two apartment so nobody can hear themselves i'm trying to talk to my boyfriend from the fucking other side of the couch and neither of us can hear what the other one is saying so that's that i have no floors my bedroom floor is the concrete Okay, the concrete that was under my goddamn rug, the rug is gone. (laughs) As if that is not bad enough, okay? Two days later, I wake up and my motherfucking check engine light comes on. I do not have a good history with check engine lights, okay? Because it's always something that is a ridiculous amount of money to fix that is completely unnecessary, okay? Like the time that my goddamn oxygen sensor went in my Jaguar... And it was like $1,000 to fix it. And who the fuck needs an oxygen sensor? It's the biggest waste of fucking time in America, okay? Obviously, if something's coming in my car that's not supposed to be breathed in, I'm going to fucking smell it and figure it out. I don't need this goddamn loser 
oxygen sensor in my goddamn 2004 Jaguar to tell me that, okay? I have common sense. Did I fix that? No. Did my engine light stay on? Yes. Did I drive around with an expired inspection for a fucking year? Yes. Did I get caught? This is years. This is a couple years ago. This was like when I was 23 or 24. Did I get caught? Yes. Did I get a million inspection tickets? Yes, I did. Did I then get an expired registration ticket or two? Because you cannot renew your registration without getting your car inspected? Yes, I fucking did. Did my license get suspended and cost me thousands of dollars to get back at this point? Yes, it fucking did. Okay? Am I telling this story, recording my podcast in my car while a black cat walks across the front of it and crosses my path? Yes, God strike me if I'm lying. That just happened. So obviously things are not getting any fucking better anytime soon. So my check engine light comes on. I bring it to the gas station where there is a service department, (laughs) a garage, a mechanic. I don't know what you call it, but I go to this guy all the time. I said, can you please read my engine light with your little fucking machine? Can you press the buttons and put in your nuclear codes and figure out what's going on with my car? He tells me it's something with the catalytic converter, but it doesn't seem to be that important. Okay, that sounds important to me, but all right. So he tells me to go get this shit and dump it in the gas tank and do this and drive around the earth four times and then fill up the tank and then drive around to fucking Mercury or Uranus. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I'm surprised he didn't tell me to drive off the goddamn bridge into the ocean. And just kill myself at this point. That's That was obviously the right solution, okay? So he tells me to do all this shit. And then he tells me, I'm going to reset it so the light goes off. Let me know if it comes back on. Because this isn't really a problem unless your car is losing power. So what you're telling me is that I should put this rinky-dink bullshit bottle from fucking Pep Boys in my gas tank, all right? Drive to the other side of the universe so it can cycle through. Put gas in. Drive back to the galaxy that I live on and hope that my car doesn't lose power. And if it does and the light goes back on, I should call you. Don't we think it's too late at that point? Okay, fine. I'll take your advice. You're the professional. You haven't steered me wrong yet. So that was another thing on my list that I wanted to fucking scream about. Okay. I wanted to put pins in my eyes. I would rather be stuck in a house fire with no way out than deal with the shit I have dealt with this week. You want to add to the list? Let's fucking go. When I started the original podcast, The Mousetrap, I had never listened to Call Her Daddy. I had heard of it. I had heard of Alex Cooper. I didn't know what the show was, what it was about, who the fuck she was. I had no idea about the the big drama that went on in 2020, that she had a co-host. They broke up. It was big news. It was crazy. And then she continued the show solo. I had no fucking idea. All I knew was that she had interviewed Jamie Lynn Spears and then had gone crazy on the internet, and I had never yet seen the interview. Okay, so fast forward to We Kill the Mousetrap. We start pulse pounding. We start over. I record the rebrand episode, and I put that out, and I'm just like looking for what to do, okay? I have this idea of this is how I want to take the show, this is where I want it to go. And up until this point, the only podcast I really listen to is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is my unattainable bar (laughs) for where I'd like my fucking career to go, okay? Joe Rogan is the standard. I love Joe Rogan, and I don't give a motherfuck what anyone thinks or has to say about that. I love Joe Rogan, and I don't fucking care. I think he's great. So during the rebrand of the podcast, I start listening to Call Her Daddy. I started with the newer episode. I think the first one I watched was the Jamie Lynn Spears interview. I 
got hooked, right? Because I didn't know this bitch from a hole in the wall, Alex Cooper. I had already done at this point the interviews with Fifi Dobson and Isabella Rosa because those were from the original show and then I just clipped them and made them part of the new show. So I'm watching Alex Cooper and then I watch another one and then I watch another one and I'm like, this is so interesting. I like her. Like our interview style is kind of the same, which like it's not unique to either one of us. It's it's there's different styles of how to interview people. But the way she like starts from the beginning with people every time and is like, tell me about your life. Tell me about where you grew up. What led you to this? And the questions that she asks that most people would be like afraid to ask or like really gets in there into the deep issues or context. I feel like I do the same thing. So I immediately liked her because our interview style was similar, right? And I just feel like as I listened to her more, I just feel like her and I could sit down at a table, get wasted, and have a great fucking time together. I feel like we would get along very well. So I start listening to more and more, right? And then as the weeks and and months that have passed go on, obviously I'm recording and producing my own show, but I've been listening to her as well. And I think I've listened to almost every solo episode at this point because I could not fucking stop. And then I started diving into the drama with her and her old co-host. And I started diving into their old episodes. I started from the beginning. And I have to admit, I didn't get through that many because I think that there's more of a magic with what she's done with the newer style of the show on her own. I love it. I think it's great. Loved the episode where she went to Vegas. Loved the episode where she went to the Hamptons. Put a pin in that. So I've been watching and listening to a lot of that show and I think it's really awesome. And then I started obviously reading about her and her career and her Spotify deal and all the things that she's doing that have been goals of mine for the past few years. And I didn't even know this bitch existed. Then I started diving into how she started, where she came from, and how in just three or four years, she's built this incredible multi-million dollar brand from literally nothing, from just working a regular job and living in the city, right? So ever since I've gotten into the Alex Cooper, we're going somewhere, bear with me. Ever since I've gotten into the Alex Cooper show, I've been like, I gotta get this bitch. I gotta find her, okay? She lives in Los Angeles now because she's a goddamn traitor, okay? We're not gonna talk about it, but she is a basically New Yorker, even though she's not originally from here. She's a New Yorker. So... I've been like, I got to find Alex Cooper. I got to fucking run into her somewhere and I got to give her my three minute speech about this, that and the third and why she needs to come on my fucking brinky dink podcast that she doesn't need to be on and let me interview her. Okay, I've been talking about this. It's got to be like two months now. I've been talking about this. Right. I tell my best friend all the time. So I'm like, I'm telling you to my this is my best friend, Rachel. I'm like, I'm telling you. I'm going to find her. I'm going to run into her, quote unquote, accidentally somewhere. And maybe not. Like, you know, because then I started thinking, I'm just going to fucking tell her that I stalked her. And if she thinks it's weird, she thinks it's weird. I'm like, I'm going to find this bitch. One of these days, she's going to be in New York. She's going to be out in the Hamptons and she's going to be posting. And I'm going to fucking find her. And I'm going to get her on this show because my specialty is people. (laughs) It's my greatest skill. I know how to talk to people and I know how to pitch what I'm looking for in a way that is not weird or creepy. Okay, so I get in the car to go to work the other day. I make my usual stop at 7-Eleven, get my coffee, get on the road. I get to work. I walk in work. I open my phone because what else is there to do at work for the first hour or two but stare at my fucking phone. I get on Instagram and I see a story post from Alex Cooper. I start looking through her story. This bitch, okay, I'm from Long Island. If you, I know a lot of people that are listening to this are from different states. 
I'm from Long Island, and the Hamptons, from where I live, is about 30 minutes to, like, the start of the Hamptons, maybe 25, okay? This bitch, Alex Cooper, is at Wolfer Estate Vineyards on Long Island, about 35 minutes east from where I live, okay? First of all, Alex Cooper, love you to death. Wolfer is the shittiest vineyard in America. Do you know why? Not America, but you know what I mean. It's the shittiest one. It's beautiful. It's luxurious. It looks great, but there are a bunch of fucking fakers, cheating ass bitches. Wolfer is a bullshitter. They source all their grapes from the vineyards on the North Fork. I think they only have one bottle that's made entirely out of their grapes. And if you read through their menu for their wines, you will find it say, 85% of grapes sourced from the North Fork. 95% of grapes for this bottle sourced from the North Fork. You're telling me that you have that little rinky-dink row of fucking vines and grapes that you don't even goddamn use, and the bottle of wine that's made from your grapes is the shittiest fucking one on the list? When you could just mosey your way over to the North Fork and go to all the real vineyards that make their own wine and grow their own goddamn grapes? Go to Cruteau. Best Vineyard on the North Fork, followed up by Bedell, Sparkling Point. These are the places you need to be, Alex Cooper. This is why you need me to tell you. I about had a goddamn fucking heart attack, okay? I almost passed out right at work. I said, this bitch, Alex Cooper, she's in the motherfucking Hamptons. And not only is she in the Hamptons, but she's in the Hamptons on the weekend? I am off on Monday and Tuesday. I could have driven out on a Monday or Tuesday, okay? Moseyed my way over to Wolfer ran into Alex Cooper and given her my three-minute speech on why she needs to come on my little rinky-dink show and let me interview her, okay? Play on the heartstrings. I'm just a young little gay starting out, even though I'm not that young. I think I'm like two years older than her. (laughs) I almost quit my job and got in the car and ran away forever, okay? I debated that. Now the second night, now on Saturday night, I'm also at work, okay? And this bitch is posting in goddamn Sag Harbor. Goddamn Sag Harbor at these fucking restaurants. Every place that she posted, I know of or have been to and is within 40 minutes from my home, okay? I could have driven out there like it was nobody's business and ran into Alex Cooper. And then it just reminded me, after this was all said and done, and then I see her Instagram story today, and she's back in the fucking city, and she's on her way out of here to goddamn Europe, and it reminded me that sometimes to chase your dreams and get the things you want, you have to have a big fat fucking set of balls and make some choices. So did I quit my job and drive out to the Hamptons? No. Because I have to pay my goddamn rent. I have to pay for the construction site that I am living in, my bills, my car insurance, everything that I fucking have to pay for. And I cannot afford to lose my job of five years. However, if I had lost my job of five years and driven out to the Hamptons, would Alex Cooper have come on my podcast and changed my fucking life? I don't know. Maybe it's a 50-50 shot. She could have told me, you're a fucking weird stalker lunatic. Get out of my face before I have you killed. Or she could have said, okay, maybe. Who knows? Not me. I'll never know now. So thanks a lot, rational thought and reason. Where are you fucking getting me? Nowhere. Second order of business. Okay, we're just going to do a little jump to the next topic that is completely related. Anyone who knows me has been listening to me talk about how my six-month plan, my six-month goal 
for this podcast and my goddamn life is to either get signed by or be working for Barstool, okay? So my other plan is to find Dave Portnoy somewhere in the streets of New York City when he is in goddamn town and figure out how to give him my two-minute pitch as to why he should take a meeting with me (laughs) or sign me to Barstool. Who the fuck else? Who the fuck else's Instagram stories am I looking at only to find out that they are also in the motherfucking Hamptons while I am at work? While I am not quitting my job to go find these people, but Dave motherfucking Portnoy. Do you know how angry all of this is making me after the drama that has gone down at the end of my Memorial Day weekend? by way of a goddamn hurricane inside my home. This is just too much for me to handle. Then, then, to top it all off, I'm talking about how I should have quit my fucking job, at my job, to go stalk Alex Cooper like a crazy person in the goddamn Hamptons, and then finding out about Dave Portnoy. I'm talking at work, like I always do, about how I should have fucking done something like this, and the goddamn barstool story... And this motherfucker, my coworker, the coworker who is one of my closest friends, tells me, oh, well, my, that guy that I'm friends with from Barstool was here on Saturday. I told you this. I said, excuse me, what? You told me what? You did not tell me that because I would have dropped everything I'm doing. I would have stopped, dropped, and rolled my way over to that motherfucking table and made my presence known and introduced myself. He says, oh, no, I definitely told you. No, the fuck you didn't. No, the fuck you didn't. I looked this motherfucker up on Instagram, and this guy works and makes content for Barstool and has a shit ton of followers, and it turns out he is good friends with my goddamn co-worker because they went to high school together, and they still talk and hang out, maybe. I don't know. I didn't get the full story because I was disgusted, and I didn't want to talk to him for the rest of the day. What is wrong with you? Why are you trying to hold me down? But you know what? I've decided I don't need that motherfucker that he's friends with because I am going to get to where I want to go one way or a goddamn nother, or I'm going to get a restraining order for stalking these people at vineyards and in the street. Either way, something's going to happen. It's only one of the two. I am so fucking angry that I did not quit my job and drive out to the Hamptons. So the moral of this story, people, is take chances, quit your job, and go find the podcasting superstar that is 35 minutes away from you. And maybe she tells you to go fuck yourself, but maybe, just maybe, she thinks you're funny enough to give you a shot. Okay, let's move on and let's talk about blowjobs. <laughs> ah, my favorite topic. At my piece of shit asshole restaurant job that makes me want to fucking kill myself, okay? Where I want to tear my eyelashes out one by one at every moment from all the stress and depression and anxious feelings it fucking causes me. I can't believe I still work there. Anyway, at this restaurant job, there are a lot of regulars. And there are these three couples. They're in their 50s. And they come in and they sit at the end of the bar. And they get super fucking wasted over the course of a couple hours. And they're a great time. I have talked to these people countless amounts of times about blowjobs okay specifically to the women because it always goes the same there's always this one guy we'll call him rob and his wife who is named 
Daphne. <laughs> okay, so Rob and Daphne come in with their friends, okay? And at some point in the night, Rob is always talking about the lack of sex and or blowjobs that he is receiving or participating in regularly or lack thereof, okay? It's not happening regularly. And Daphne's like, you can go fuck someone else. She doesn't mean it, but she says it, okay? So I am telling Daphne all the time, what you need to do is blow your husband, okay? He'll be much happier with a couple blowjobs a week, and you might even start to enjoy it. Fast forward after that conversation, she comes in a couple days later, and she gives me the look of disgust, and I'm like, what? What's wrong with you? She's like, my goddamn jaw is on fire, and it's been for the past four days after the advice I took from you the last time I was here. And you know who was super fucking happy? Rob. Rob had a smile on his face like a goddamn five-year-old at a Spider-Man birthday party. He was having the time of his life post blowjob and I said you know what Daphne your jaw may hurt but it's because you haven't worked it out in quite some time so if you just keep going it'll loosen up alright oil yourself up like the goddamn tin man and get those fucking muscles and bones moving alright because look at the smile on Rob's face you could get him to do anything you wanted right now so fast forward a month or so later Everyone's there. The couples are there together. Rob's complaining about the blowjobs. I come over and I say, I thought we talked about this. I gave you my advice. There is no man in the world who can survive without blowjobs, okay? And if you're not going to blow him and you are stuck in this 20, 30-year relationship... I promise you, it may not be right, it may not be the stand-up thing to do, but someone else is going to be blowing that motherfucker if it ain't you. <laughs> so get the job done and ask for reciprocation because this is supposed to be a 50-50 deal, okay? Nobody should be blowing anybody without getting their fucking shit together, okay? You better be doing the same thing, gentlemen. Ladies, this is my advice for you, okay? You need to do something I like to call blowjob bargaining, all right? Blowjob bargaining. It is essentially legal bribery and or prostitution. So what you need to do is whore out your mouth to get what you want, okay? Because if you make a contract with your husband and say, I will give you this many blowjobs this week if you do this, this, and this for me, okay? Whatever you are looking for done, whatever back deck you were looking to get built in your backyard, okay? Whatever goddamn washing machine you need fixed, whatever mulch and plants you wanted him to purchase on his credit card and then pay someone to come and landscape for you, okay, will be done, when you are making a blowjob contract. And gentlemen, don't let your wife pull one over on you, okay? If she approaches you with some blowjob bargaining, you need to take a deposit on the spot, okay? You need to say, I will accept this, this, and this, this week or this month or however you want to do it, but I will take a deposit <laughs> right now. So at least if nothing else, if she tries to falter on your contract, you have already received one blowjob for that week, okay? You are already ahead of the game. You are at a 100% increase, okay? We can only go up from here. Women use the blowjobs 
as bargaining tools to get what you want. If you don't want to go food shopping that week, tell your husband, I made a list. You're going to go food shopping. And when you get back and you've gotten all the right things and you don't fuck this up, I'm going to give you a blowjob. Watch how fast that man gets in the fucking car with your shopping list, okay? You won't even believe it. He will take off like goddamn Jeff Gordon down the street to get to the food store. If you need your spare bedroom painted so you can turn it into a goddamn office, if you want a new car because your lease is about to be up and you think that now you deserve a BMW and you don't want to pay for that goddamn shit yourself, this is where blowjob bargaining comes in, okay? You tell him, you're going to get me this BMW and in return, you're going to get three blowjobs a month. Every time the payment's due, you're going to get the best one. Watch how fast you get that fucking BMW. Honestly, spitters or quitters, we need to have this conversation. I don't care if it's disgusting. We have to talk about it, okay? There is only two instances, two instances where it is acceptable to not swallow. (laughs) One, if you are not in an exclusive situation and you are concerned about STDs, That is an acceptable excuse, okay? Don't be running around letting any Joe Schmo random ass fucking bitch rain down their tropical storm all up in your business, okay? That is not acceptable. And the other acceptable reason is if you have had some sort of mouth injury or surgery, okay? That's about it. If you are in an exclusive relationship for a certain amount of time and both parties have been tested and are safe, there is no excuse for you to be spitting that shit out in the sink like it's a goddamn toothpaste, okay? This is not mouthwash. Get your shit together. It is rude. Men have to suffer for women as well, so it is time for you to do the same. I am telling you right now, ladies, okay? I'm telling you right now, if you start blowing your husband more, you're going to see a new person. You're going to start getting anything you goddamn want, okay? So start plotting the Christmas list. Start plotting the work around the house that he needs to do and or pay for someone else to do, okay? And start doing mouth exercises. Chew gum, stretch, yawn, get that shit ready to go. All you need to do is give more blowjobs to get whatever you want. Thank you. Take my advice. You will thank me later. Let's talk about how Mariah Carey, okay, the queen of my life, is giving away a goddamn experience, okay? This woman is giving away the chance to get on a jet in Atlanta and fly with her to New York and attend her induction into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. What's the catch? You have to donate to charity to win, and the minimum bid is $5,000, and the maximum bid is over half a million dollars. I have debated selling everything I own, which is not a whole lot, to see how much money I can make and then bid it on this goddamn trip. I am willing to fly from New York to Atlanta at my own expense to then fly back here on a private jet with Mariah Carey to be stuck on a jet with that woman for a couple of hours with nowhere for her to run. I am willing to pay my life savings and then some. If I owned a home, I would sell it this week. 
I just know she's going to get stuck on that jet with some lunatic stalker fan who has way too much money to be spending, okay? And I do not want that for her. So if you are listening to this young lady, it is time to fix this contest to make sure that I win so you can ensure that you have someone along for the ride who isn't a creeper and is also a good time. (laughs) So if you're listening to this, Mariah Carey, I'm on my way to Atlanta to be picked up in your jet. I don't know when this happens. I don't know when the Songwriters Hall of Fame induction is, but I think it's this fucking month. So we need to get in touch with her. (laughs) Tag her in the comments of something I post about this episode. Thank you. I'm also tired of this goddamn NFT shit, okay? Everything you do is bid on this NFT. That's what this is. So you get this, like, collector's boarding pass ticket shit if you win okay for five thousand dollars to half a million dollars i want a 24 karat gold plate painted pink chrome that says i don't know something mariah's bitch i don't know but i want something better than a fucking digital video that some graphic designer created and put on a loop For half a million dollars, okay? Somebody, I I know it's not her sitting around coming up with these ideas, but somebody on whatever team needs to reevaluate because this shit is not it. I bought tickets to the weekend, okay? I bought tickets to the weekend and they sent me a commemorative digital ticket because this is the point that we have gotten to in society where every fucking thing is online on a screen they don't even send you a reflective holographic ticket when you buy expensive tickets anymore they sent me a digital collector's item okay that looks like a ticket and it's gonna sit there and spin in my fucking email for the rest of my life until it gets deleted with no way for me to print it, frame it, put it on my wall, shove it up somebody's ass. It's not fucking happening, okay? I am pissed. I am tired of this digital, online, NFT bullshit. Mail me something like a goddamn adult that I can put out and display after all the money you people are taking from me. All the money I'm giving you out of my goddamn nothing, okay? I want a physical ticket that is reflective and holographic so I can put it on my dresser or my memory box that doesn't yet exist, okay? Thank you. Goodbye. Take you no types of serious with your NFTs, you fucking NFTs, all right? I'm not here for the fuck shit. I'm not with the fuck shit. I would like to get into a little new music, okay? Because we haven't done that in a while. We haven't talked about new music in quite a bit. There is an album by an artist I love. His name is Kid Bloom. He's from California. He makes this incredible 80s, 70s influence, a little R&B, a little pop. He is fucking incredible, okay? And he's been out for quite a few years. He's put out some EPs, a lot of singles, and this is his first album full-length project his debut album it is called highway i'm pretty sure at the moment i'm gonna sit with it and listen some more but i'm pretty sure so far my favorite is the song cowboy i am a sucker for anything with incredible harmonies i love to hear stacked vocals and he is so good at that uh the vocal production i don't know if he's doing it i don't know who's doing it but whoever is putting together these songs vocally it's just it's so good it is so good it is my new favorite album of the moment 
I'm excited to keep listening to it and diving into it and really getting into all the sounds and everything that's happening and seeing which ones I really enjoy even more. I love that about music. Like sometimes I listen for the first couple days and there's songs I really like. There's songs I'm like eh about and then there's songs I don't like. There's nothing on this album that I don't like, but there's songs I really love, and then there's songs I'm like, eh, about. And I'm interested to see, because sometimes as I go on and keep listening, songs that I just didn't really care for that much or as much as others end up becoming some of my favorites from that album as I listen more and more. So I'm interested to see which of the songs on this album are really like standouts to me over time. But right now, it is Cowboy. So listen to Highway by Kid Bloom. Make sure you're streaming that and supporting all of your independent artists because it takes so much more for them to produce this level of work when they don't have a major label and a huge budget behind them. So I really appreciate when artists that are either just starting out or are continuing to go on independently and produce this art and this music when they produce something of the same quality as what is mainstream and as what has such huge financial backing, it makes me really excited and really happy for them and really proud when it's an artist that I really follow and love. So make sure you're streaming that album and supporting it. And let's hope, fingers crossed, that we will get him on the show sometime soon. There's another new song out by Maggie Rogers. If you don't know Maggie Rogers, I found her when there was this video that came out um, she was going to school for music. I think it was at NYU, but I'm not 100%. And Pharrell came in to listen um, to some of the music students and what they had produced. And there was this great video of him listening to her song, Alaska. And it's such a beautiful, different song. The way that it's written and the vocals, it's so incredible. And he had this like wild reaction to it. And it was her early years of like just kind of starting out. And I've watched her over the past few years since then really progress with her music and her look and her style and everything that she's been doing. So she has a new song out. It's called Want Want. I really love the style of it. I love the direction that she's going in. I'm excited to hear another album from her and see if that follows suit or what she's doing. I love Maggie Rogers, so make sure you check that out. Last but not least, we have Blue Moon by They. I have been talking about They on this podcast since its inception. I love them. I was so afraid when they took such a long break that they might not be coming back together because they do a lot of things separately. Dante does a little bit of the production side on albums like uh, the Alina Baraz album. Drew Love will do some features with the Chainsmokers, other artists that he's worked with. And I was so excited when they started teasing and announcing that they were coming back together. Blue Moon, I believe, is the first single from a project. The video was great. I love seeing them live. They do like these little two-step dance moves together. And there is a quick second in the video where they did that. And it made me feel like super nostalgic. I can't wait to see them back on tour. Blue Moon is the new single. It is out. It is so fucking good. They are some of the last artists that make real, true R&B music. They are another one that the harmonies, the vocals are always stacked, and that is what I'm looking for. Incredible production. Dante always kills it. Drew always kills it on the vocals. Blue Moon is the new shit. Make sure you stream it. Make sure you check it out. Watch the video. It's on YouTube. Follow them on Instagram. And make sure you pop into that because the album will be coming soon. And you need to look out for that.
Okay, so before I get out of here, I want to talk about something a little more serious, I guess. Um, Not that fucking serious, but you know what I mean. And it's how people you know become people you knew. I've run into quite a few people this week that I used to know very well. People that I used to be somewhat close with, people I used to see all the time, whether it was a neighborhood or a work setting. There's been quite a few people this week, one of the shittiest weeks of my life, (laughs) that I've run into that I haven't seen in a really long time. And it's interesting because sometimes they look the same as when you knew them, and sometimes they don't. I mean, it's a little more rare that with social media, you haven't at least seen them, but it does happen still, believe it or not. Sometimes they act the same way as you remember, and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're different. Sometimes it's for the better. Sometimes it's concerning. Sometimes they look as though things have not gone so well, and you start to like worry about where they've gone and what's happened to them in life. It's a really strange interaction. It could be great. It could be shitty. It could have no impact at all. But it's an interesting experience to look at somebody who you knew intimately, whether it's romantically, whether it was a relationship, whether it was a friendship, whether it was a family member. Sometimes that happens, you know, everyone has weird different situations and their life takes them in different ways. Some people have that happen with family as well. So I think as I'm like reflecting on my 20s, because they're coming to a close. I think it's the first time that you really have some like adult life experience behind you. You know, I'm 29 turning 30. And although I've had experiences and people in and out of my life in its entirety, I feel like from like 22 until now has been such an experience and such a change. It's been full of growth. And I feel like all of the people who have come in and out of my life, I don't really know anymore. You know what I mean? And I think that it makes me appreciate those who have stayed constant and my relationship with my best friend and her family. And we've all been close and known each other for like 12 years now. My family, my brother, like my brother is one of my best friends. Um, But it's just so interesting how people you know sometimes become people you knew. And then you run into them and you look at that person and you're like, wow, I don't even know you anymore. I have no idea what goes on in your life. I have no idea what you do. I don't know who you're dating, who you're not dating, who you're seeing, who you're friends with. How's your mom? (laughs) You know, like, where is all this time gone? And when you used to be so close with someone that you're in that position with, it feels strange. Sometimes I feel like I don't know how to act. Like, I'm pretty good in a social setting. I'm pretty, like, chill and and natural and normal. There's not many things that make me uncomfortable or make me feel anxious or anything like that. I'm just not that kind of person. But I really sometimes will stop and think in the moment strange things. (laughs) So there's been a few people, but I'm thinking of one specifically where I just kind of stared and I couldn't really hear what that person was saying because in my mind I was like, wow, I just don't fucking know you anymore. Not for good reason, bad reason. There, There's no bad blood, ill will. But I just don't know you anymore. And I used to know you so well. And I feel like that's one of the first times that that's happened where I've really like sat back and thought about it. Maybe it's age. Maybe it's maturity. I don't know. But it really felt weird. And it got me thinking like who now is in my life or who in the future will be in my life that I'll know or do know 
that will become someone I knew. Like you just never fucking know. And I think it's the strangest in relationships. I think like sometimes I look back on people that I've been in serious relationships with and things have happened, good, bad, indifferent, whatever, and you go your separate ways. And then when you look back or you see something from that person's life, especially with social media, and you're like, I don't fucking know you anymore, but I used to spend every day with you. It's so strange. So I guess like at this stage in my life, it's the first time I'm really thinking about those things. And it feels really weird. So like, does that feel weird to anyone else? Does anyone else run into people that they used to know that they don't fucking know anymore? It's so strange. And then like, sometimes people do the thing where they're like, we should get together. And then sometimes they don't. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm not like a fake person. I'm not good at like faking it. So like sometimes I just don't answer. (laughs) Is that rude of me? Like I've had a couple people after the last episode of the podcast too that I haven't spoken to in a really long time that reached out. And I don't know, like I just kind of ignore sometimes if I don't mean it if they're like we should get together because I I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings but I honestly don't have the time I really don't like with working all the time and trying to figure out life and doing this this stuff that I'm doing with making the videos and doing the podcast and recording it and producing it and doing all these things on my own it's it's like I have a second full-time job now on my days off It, it really is that so I barely have the time to even see or spend time with the people that are really close to me and I struggle to balance like my friendships and my family and my relationship and making time for that and my job and this stuff I'm doing and cleaning the house and doing the fucking laundry and living in a construction site now and getting my oil chain, you know, like all the things that you have to do, you just get less and less time to do those in certain stages of your life. And right now I'm in a stage of my life where I don't have time to do the things I really want to do. So is it rude to not fake the shit? Like, is it rude for me to know that I am not going to see this person and not going to make it a priority any time in the near future? So why say, yeah, we should just, we should get together. Like, why not just... completely avoid that subject because I also don't want to be like oh absolutely not that's not happening and come off like a rude dickhead who couldn't care less about them because that's not the truth either but I'm not gonna fucking bullshit you and be like yeah we should get together on next Tuesday or the week after that I I don't have time like I just I don't have the fucking time and honestly there's certain people who even if I did have the time I wouldn't want to fucking hang out with you anyway but I don't want to say it because it's fucking rude. I don't want to be rude to you because you're a nice person. But that happens far less frequently than the first situation. It's interesting how people you know become people you knew. I also think social media is really fucking interesting and really crazy because you kind of like watch people's lives who you haven't seen in years. That's another way. Like You don't always run into people, but sometimes... You see people getting engaged and buying houses and going on vacations and getting married and breaking up, going through a divorce. People you know who become people you knew, but you're watching their lives play out on your fucking phone screen. That's strange. That's why I've become so serious about like unfollowing people and feeling no guilt. Because honestly, if something makes you feel weird or something doesn't make you feel good, Why is it on your phone screen on your feed? Because even if you are 
not consciously thinking that it is affecting you, if it's negative and it makes you feel negative in the moment, it might subconsciously sit there and affect you. So why would I want to subject myself to looking at things that don't make me feel good? So I'll just remove it. I don't care if that seems rude. I don't care if people notice that I unfollowed them and they want to know why. You can ask and maybe I'll explain it. I don't I don't mind being honest in those senses, but like I'm not going to subject myself to looking at anything that doesn't bring me happiness. <laughs> you know? Unless somebody dies and I have to go to a funeral, that's not going to bring me happiness, but I'll go look at it. So weird to me that people lay their fucking bodies out in a goddamn funeral home. Not me. Burn me up, bitch. Burn me up and dump me in the Pacific Ocean. And all you motherfuckers, you know who you are. My best friend, my boyfriend, and my brother. You better break the fucking law and dump me in the ocean. I don't care if you get arrested. Okay? Put me in the goddamn Pacific. I don't want to be over here on the East Coast when I'm dead. I want to be out there in the beautiful Pacific Ocean with all the crazy California people. I don't care. But I just have no time to like look at things that don't excite me, you know? Like I've watched some people who I didn't like from high school having their kids and having their weddings and all this shit. And I'm just thinking to myself recently, like, why am I even looking at this? I didn't like you then. I don't like you now. You're still not a good or nice person. I can see it. I can see that fucking devil still in you. So why am I even looking at this? Why am I talking about this with anyone? This is fucking stupid. So I am going to do a real serious Instagram cleanse because I cannot look at some of this shit anymore. But I think it's really interesting how people you know become people you knew, yet we're still watching their fucking lives play out all over the internet, all over our phone screens. I swear to God, giving people video cameras in their pockets is one of the worst fucking things that ever happened to society. It is ridiculous. And look, sometimes that's not always the case. You know, sometimes people just drift apart because everyone's an adult now and lives are busy and things get in the way. All of the things I just described to you about my own life. And you don't have any weird feelings about that person. And sometimes I have friends that live in different states who I don't see all the time. But when I do see them... It's like nothing ever happened. It's like no time has passed. And that's great. That's a really great in instance of how when you don't see people all the time, they don't have to become people you knew. They still are people you know. I have one friend that lives in Florida, and I haven't seen that bitch in like four or five fucking years. But the last time I saw her, it had been the same amount of time since I had seen her before that. And when we saw each other, it was the same dynamic. It was the same way. It was like we had seen each other yesterday. So that's a beautiful thing to appreciate, too. I also think that coming to terms with these thoughts and looking at things from this perspective, it's teaching me to be even more appreciative of the people that I do have in my life and the people who have lasted in my life and make sure that I really hold on to them and let them know how valuable those relationships are and how important they are to me. I think it's important to tell people that because sometimes we get lost in everyday life and just expecting people to be there for us and expecting them to know that we appreciate it. But sometimes it's good to say it out loud, to tell them that you appreciate having them in your life. And when that relationship is long lasting, that's even more important to remind them every once in a while that, hey, I do value you, even though I don't say it all the time because I just expect you to know, you know. So hold those relationships close because there's so many people who are going to come in and out of your life. There's so many people who have come in and out of your life and so many people who will. 
and realize that sometimes just because people aren't reaching out or always around, it's not because they don't care. Sometimes it's just because they're busy and they're trying to figure out how to balance everything and they just can't fucking do it at that time, you know? So I find all that to be really interesting. (laughs) There's a lot of people I used to know that I don't anymore. And it's a strange feeling. You know, it's part of the reason I didn't go to my fucking high school reunion. I didn't care about you then. I don't care about you now. (laughs) That's mean. That's not exactly what I mean. But, you know, like the people who were important to me in that time, I've kept somewhat close to some degree over the years. And like, I don't talk to all of them every day, but there's people that are somewhat in my life still that I cared about. You know, I don't have time to fucking sit there and what are you doing? Where did you go to school? What's your job now? Shut the fuck up, you know? I don't fucking have time for that goddamn 10-year high school reunion. I'll go to my 20-year in my Porsche. <laughs> Drive it through the front door. <laughs> in a Tom Ford suit. Let's fucking go. Anyway, if you are listening to this, this is the last time you will hear me speak on this show before I go to see Rufus Dussault on Friday June 10th at approximately 9.30 p.m. is probably when they'll come on. 9 or 9.30, okay? Look at the clock at 9.45 <laughs> on Friday, June 10th. And then look up, close your eyes, and imagine me right up front in the general admission crowd, actually in the VIP pit because I bought the expensive tickets this time because I'm not fighting my way through the crowd and I'm not sitting out there hours and hours early. So think of me right up front singing along to Rufus Dussault with a beer in one hand and I don't know, maybe a glow stick in the other. (laughs) Having the time of my life, a religious experience because going to see Rufus Dussault live and going to see Mariah Carey's Christmas show with her gospel choir and her incredible backup singers. Those are my versions of going to church, of going to a goddamn mass. (laughs) I feel like Rufus always comes around in my times of need. I swear to God, it's like they fucking know. It's always a single release, an album release, or a concert, or a tour. There's always something that comes around with them when I'm having a really hard time and I just need to take a minute to breathe and fucking escape. I swear, they show up like goddamn Superman. It's like they're fucking psychics and they know I need them and they come to save the day. Rufus Dussault, soon to change their name to Captain Savaho. All right, whores, I hope you have enjoyed this wild ride of an episode. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been laughter, there's been tears, there's been floods, there's been water coming from the ceiling, there's been ceilings being ripped out, (laughs) there's been industrial fans and blowers. (laughs) Don't forget to watch the Instagram video if you haven't seen it, because the full story is there, and I just don't have the energy or the emotional capacity to tell it again and once you watch it you'll realize why <laughs> as always make sure you're following me on instagram at mickey not the mouse if you're not doing that already that's ridiculous i'm not really sure how you got here to this podcast either if you don't see my five million posts about it every fucking week um, but if you're not following that do it you can follow the instagram for the podcast at pulse pounding that i need to get better at posting on mm, sorry And one day I'll start making TikToks. I swear, I say it all the time. I really need to do it, even though I don't want to, and I fucking hate that app, but I think it might be a good way to uh, gain some traction on something. So I guess I'll do that. I think it's Mickey 
not the mouse as well. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Maybe I'll throw that in my fucking link tree. We'll see. All right, whores, have a good week and blow your husbands. <laughs> Blow your husbands to get the things you want done. I promise you it will work. Goodbye. 